Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Monday, November 28th. It is five minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and former President Donald Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, is saying that Jack Smith, the special prosecutor appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland to investigate Trump, is nothing more than a partisan and not a good actor, and he will politicize the entire inquiry. I know, I know, I can tell by the look on your face, you are wholly shocked and surprised. Well, again, the idea that we always think that they always present it like we've got a special counsel. This person is totally independent mm-hmm. of politics. They did say that. Like, th- that no person, no person is independent of politics. You might have a special prosecutor in the sense of, hey, Fred was friends with Joe and Joe is on trial, so Fred could not conduct, you know, do a fair job. Okay, that's different. But no person, when we're talking about national political figures, is void of politics. And I think this has changed over the years. I remember when I was a kid, my dad was a federal law enforcement officer, mm-hmm. and they had very strict rules on politics, and I think they were far stricter than they are now, in which you could not, as a, as a kid, we were not allowed to have political signs in our yards because of his job. Like, mm-hmm. that was strictly forbidden. My dad had a political opinion, as everybody who knows me knows what it is. <laughs> he did not have that opinion. His view of the world wasn't what it was just because he didn't put a sign in his yard. And no duh, Merrick Garland, mm-hmm. who is a total left lunatic partisan hack Mm -hmm. who I loathe about 90% of the stuff Mitch McConnell does, but every day we should be thankful as a nation that he kept that dude off the Supreme Court. The idea that he is going to appoint someone who's going to be fair is laughable. And this guy that they have appointed, Mm -hmm. his wife Mm -hmm. is totally in bed with the Democrats and Democrat causes. Yeah, she helped make a documentary about Michelle Obama. Just, it's just laughable. We've appointed a special counsel. We've removed ourselves from the equation. I noticed they didn't. Uh, I noticed they didn't appoint a longtime right-wing Republican to be this. It just, I'm sure it's just a coincidence that mm-hmm. it just happened to. So here is Trump's attorney talking about this. Do we have that? <laughs> no, we don't. Well, the entire DOJ is so corrupt. It's hard to know. If any of these things are legit, right? So Merrick Garland, he he did the raid in Florida. He approved all the subpoenas. So he doesn't care if this guy is partisan or bipartisan. Obviously, he has a political leaning. Okay, now we have it. Go ahead. She not only donated once, she donated twice. Let's be clear. Um, This is a typical move by the Democratic Party. So what they do is they create a silo, or so they'll say, and they'll hire somebody who is as uh, absolutely opportunistic as you could get. It's no different, and I said this the other night, but it's really no different than President Trump saying, Alina Hoppe, you're going to go interrogate Hillary Clinton. Everybody in the country would go crazy. That's what they do. They pick these people that are partisan. They are not 
bipartisan. They should be. And of course, you have to remember one thing legally. We cannot remove these special counsel. The attorney general has to remove these the special counsel. So the, really, they're under their purview. So if you think Merrick Garland, who did the Mar-a-Lago raid, who approved the subpoenas, is going to now remove this gentleman, I highly doubt it. It is it is just ridiculous to think that when you are dealing with a national political figure, certainly someone of the level of notoriety and controversy and who is just despised. And I'm not saying this is a negative about Trump, because you would say the same thing if it were Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or whoever on the right. Half the country, at least, maybe more, based on the election results, despise the guy. Mm-hmm. The idea that the de- the Democrat total leftist hack attorney general, who already had all of the information that he is going to have anyway, couldn't make a decision based on that because Trump is running for president when Trump has been telling us for the past two years he's running for president, which has been one of our biggest criticisms of Trump is stop telling everyone you're running for president and go away even if you are running for president. Well, he's running now. I can't do that. What does that say about you as a, it really is a huge indictment on Garland when you think about it, because he's saying, I'm such a hack <laughs> at my core, politics drives everything I do to the point if someone would dare challenge my boss, I cannot make a fair decision. Mm-hmm. Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, also donated to Joe Biden's campaign. Oh yeah, he's independent. He doesn't have a side. The justice system... The whole, and we've talked about this before, the most brilliant thing our founders did of all the brilliance was they created a system of justice that was based on being fair. It is the, was the first really system of justice in the entire world, which put the onus on the state and put the advantage in the hands of the accused. That was really the first time, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, that that had ever been done, in which if you are the accused, you walk in with the advantage. The onus from start to finish is on the state. It is on the prosecution. It is on the investigator to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt Mm -hmm. that you did this. Mm -hmm. And yet, and, and they did that because they recognized if that is not the way it's done, if the system is turned upside down in which the inherent advantage is given to those in power, then the whole system will crumble because the power, absolute power, absolutely corrupts. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting really sick and tired of all of this investigations over Trump. Because guess who's footing the bill for all of that, by the way? Uh, y- yes, us. Yeah, yeah, us. Now, now, we're going to defend Trump on that. Oh, okay, but... The the next one, I'm out on, go ahead. Okay, so Trump had himself a little dinner, and he had invited Kanye West to this dinner, who he called a seriously troubled man, and apparently it was a big surprise to Donald Trump that Kanye brought a few extra people with him. Yeah, sure, uh-huh. Nick Fuentes was one of them, right? Now, yes, Nick Fuentes, he is a Holocaust denier, Mm -hmm. he is... Total nut job. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't, racist, obviously, is not the right word. But I mean, he is a, a anti Semite, would probably be the correct word. And this idea, it's not like Donald Trump is out doing missionary work. It's not like I in- invited Mr. Fuentes over to my house so that I could witness the gospel to him on how we're supposed to love all people. Mm-hmm. He shows up with Kanye West, mm-hmm. and Trump's first words are not 
don't start with the acronym WTF, get off my property. Mm -hmm. What is going on here? He continues on with the dinner. Yes. Yeah. He he said he was just he was just trying to help Kanye, who was nice to him at one point, uh-huh. wanted to give him a little advice, and then Kanye Yay yes. shows up with three other people, and Trump said two of which I didn't know. The other was a political person I hadn't seen I in years. And, and 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 here's my question: Isn't he still guarded by the Secret Service? I mean, don't they know who's coming right. and going to meet with him? There's zero way. And I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse having heard that. Either he knew who this guy was and he let him in, mm-hmm. or the idea that Donald Trump is just letting total off-the-street randos mm-hmm. come in and hang out with him. You know what this is? Lack of judgment! Yes, thank you. This is why when we tell you Donald Trump cannot be the face of the Republican Party, cannot be the Republican nominee for president, this is why. Mm-hmm. No one forced him to do this. No one forced... Why are you hanging out with Kanye West anyway? Again, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the fact that he used the term two Corinthians once probably tells me Trump is not... This is not a you know a, a missionary setting here. Uh, Donald Trump is not you know sitting around telling people the error of their ways and how they need to repent for their sins or whatever. Again, maybe I'm totally wrong and maybe that's what this was. I, probably wrong of me to have taken that guess. You are meeting... Why are you meeting with Kanye West? That guy is a lunatic. Well, and here's the thing. Even if he wanted to give some advice to a troubled man who was nice to him at one time, you can do that over the phone. Absolutely. You can do that via text. You can send an email. You can say, hey, I'm running for president. You are too hot to touch right now. Well, and and, I got to keep my distance. And no one's saying he can't do this. We're saying he shouldn't do this. It's the same reason when he associated with the, 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 the LAV golf tour. He got mad at the PGA because they pulled the PGA championship. And so his get back at them was, I'm going to get in bed with the Saudis and let them host these tournaments at my at my courses. So, of course, you can do that. But what message does that send to society as a guy who is trying to win votes and win goodwill of people? Mm-hmm. The guy has zero sense. Is self-awareness, is that the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. The guy has zero sense of, boy, this is going to play really bad. And you know what? When you're running for president, how things play, especially when you're a Republican, especially when you're Donald Trump, it absolutely matters. Mm -hmm. And this guy Mm -hmm. just keeps doing things Mm -hmm. that is going to alienate him further with a large set of the populace. Mm-hmm. He's he's not he's not alone though. But in fairness, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden called a, a KKK leader a mentor and a friend, which is possibly worse. And he did this for Robert Byrd in 2010. Oh, to Robert C. Byrd was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. But to me. And many people here today, like guys I see, Bill Bradley and Jim Sasser, who long left the Senate for greener pastures. And I hope better remuneration. We used to kid about that, too. But I, uh, for a lot of us, he was a friend and he was a mentor and he was a guy. 
Remuneration, by the way, is salary or pay. It's a big word for Joe Biden yeah. to use. I just thought we should explain <laughs> to everybody. Uh, it, it, so he's joking with uh, someone from the KKK about getting better pay. You are free to associate with whoever you want. <laughs> you are free to hold friends that others might look at and say that is a questionable friendship. But you should not do that if you are running for president of the United (laughs) States as a Republican. Mm -hmm. He got nothing out of meeting with this guy other than bad publicity. Bad headlines. There was no win for him to do this. Mm -hmm. And judgment and discernment, which Donald Trump has none of apparently, it just is such a key part. And this is why we say it's not that we don't like some of the stuff Trump did. It's not that we don't think he might have gotten a raw deal. But the reality on the ground is that this guy keeps it's the horse face. It's the woman was bleeding badly from a facelift. It was, you know, it's just all the stuff that just it never stops. Mm-hmm. It's 18 minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And this is 93 WIBC. Walking down the street. Good morning. It is 1021 on 93 WIBC. And let's talk about this post. This is from Jesse. Is it Bohannon? Yes. From Marshall County. He's on the Marshall County Council. Yes. So Marshall County is, go just go straight north from here. It's between Valparaiso and Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Plymouth is the, I think, the, the county seat. Mm-hmm. And he is on the Marshall County Council. And he posted about something that we have been telling you. And look, we are going to say it and say it and say it and say it and say it because it is the issue that I think only us and Abdul have been talking about. And it is about to become a gigantic, major, huge issue for people here in a couple of oh, a couple weeks when the spring property tax bills start showing up in the mail. And that is the highly flawed assessment process and what that is going to do to your property taxes. And it was so refreshing to finally see some Republican agent of government, even though he is a local agent of government, Mm -hmm. someone somewhere finally Mm -hmm. say this because other than the listeners to this radio show, and I have not heard Tony talk about it. I haven't heard Hammer and Nigel talk about it yet. Now that's not really in their wheelhouse of what they do, but it's us and it's like, this is such a big issue, and no Republican, anyone, and we started the show talking about Holcomb, was asked directly about it, goes, nah, yeah. I'm really concerned about revenue to the Treasury. Mm-hmm. So, just a refresher. It's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Eric was very concerned about the government and not about you at all. So, just a refresher on this. When... You you pay your property taxes each year. Now most people, and this is the scam. It's like the um, it's like the ch- when you get the, uh, the your paycheck. Usually you get a stub connected to it, mm-hmm. and if you opened it up and looked at the back of it, you see how much they steal in taxes. <laughs> well, now just because of direct deposit, mm-hmm. most people not named Rob Kendall never look at their direct deposit to see how much the government stole. I was looking at mine this morning. Oh, well, it's actually. a lot, isn't it? Yes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Same thing with your mortgage. When you pay your mortgage, the escrow mm-hmm. is where the property tax goes, and most most people will never see the property tax bill. Now, retired people, et cetera, will see it because they pay it directly if you own your home. So when the assessment goes up, 
because your taxes are based on a percentage of the assessment, 1% if you're a a homeowner, 2% if you're a a renter, 3% if you're a, a, a business owner, your taxes go up correspondingly to the assessment. Even if you have no intention to monetize your property, Casey, my dad has lived in the same house mm-hmm. for almost 37 years. Mm-hmm. Think about the egregious amount of taxation he has paid on something he has never monetized. Right. My dad has never monetized that house. It is the only tax in the history of the world where people don't monetize and yet you still get taxed for it and you get taxed more basically every single year. Uh, and they do this. And this is when people go, well, we got to vote Republican can't have a Democrat in there. The taxes and the government might be out of control. Republicans do this because they like big government too, which is why Eric Holcomb's default question on this topic mm-hmm. was about, his default answer was, can't harm the revenue to the treasury. Right. Eventually, all of you people are going to wake up. I don't know how long it's going to take. I probably still won't be working here anymore. But eventually, you people, someday it's going to happen. You're going to wake up and realize these two parties, there is minimal difference. It is just who gets the benefit from it. And the reason Republicans are dependent upon property taxes is because they know you can't opt out of it. Mm-hmm. You, right. you can't avoid it. Right. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You have to live somewhere. And whether you live in a in an apartment or you live in a home or certainly if you own a business and a building, we've got you. Ha ha. Eat it, sucker. Well, this guy from Marshall County was trying to explain this yes. to his constituents. So when we come back, mm-hmm. because maybe you will listen to someone other than me, <laughs> you need you people, I'm going to read you this this post this guy made. I know mm-hmm. we got to do voicemails too, uh, but I'm going to read you this post this guy made. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't wake you up to what a gigantic scam and total manipulation this whole thing is, and it is solely the fault of the Republicans because they control everything in this state, I don't know what else I can do. Maybe you will listen to someone other than me. This this post from this guy is going to blow your mind when we come back. All right. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. So property taxes are the primary source of revenue for many local governments. And even after you've paid off your mortgage, you still get a property tax yes. bill. Yeah. So uh, last segment... Uh, and I, this will shock you. I got a little long-winded ranting about this. So I want to get to actually the, the heart of this, mm-hmm. which is property taxes in this state mm-hmm. are out of control and they're about to get worse because of the out-of-control assessments. And you need to right now, because Abdul told us on whatever day that was, Wednesday that he was here, that Jeff Thompson, the terrible head of ways and means who controls the money was totally dismissive about this and has no answer holcomb was completely dismissive in the wibc article Mm -hmm. has no answer doesn't care your property taxes are about to skyrocket if you don't get off your ass and call your local state representative and state senator and tell them to do something because the default opinion of the india the default movement of the indiana republican party is to as much money and as much government as possible. Holcomb said as much in Mm -hmm. that WIBC article. Mm -hmm. He said, kiss my ass. My concern is the revenue to the treasury, period. So what we're talking about here is when every so often by statute, the county, there is a local elected official called the county assessor Mm -hmm. who comes out and assesses the value of your home. And what that is primarily based off of is local sales in a general vicinity of that area. 
So think about right now how ridiculous that is, that they were assessing homes at a time where the federal government, in coordination with the Federal Reserve, was handing out money like it was going out of style, which was artificially inflating prices. They're basing assessments. They were still assessing homes at a time where it was like the steroid era in baseball for home sales. None of this is real. It's all made up. Yeah. But based on the formula we have, we can obsess, we can assess the homes into oblivion, which will mean people are stuck paying this rate, mm-hmm. even though you can't sell your home for anywhere close to that because interest rates are so much higher. <laughs> but you notice they haven't sprinted back out to reassess the homes. Right. So now what you have is a home, a homes, plural, all, all many homes that are based on an assessment of what you theoretically could have sold the home for when interest rates were one or two percent mm-hmm. versus now at seven, seven and a half percent. This this we are not on the same planet. But because Republicans in this state have recognized we have people totally boxed in on this, we have a forever infinite tax that never stops. And it doesn't matter what your local agent of government does. And I was screaming about this because I'm so many, so far ahead of the curve, Casey, 10 years ago, when I did what at the time was the largest municipal property tax cut, I believe, in state history. And I was telling people, yes, this helps some people now, but it won't matter in the near future because I, as a local government official, do not control what the assessor does. And the assessor can always negate my tax cut by obsessing your home at a higher value Mm -hmm. so that even though you're paying a lower percentage of taxes, it doesn't matter and you won't see it. You must fix the assessment process in Indiana. Okay. So the assessor is just one person, one office, one person, right? And you can fight them. (laughs) It just takes. <laughs> say that again. What'd you say? A while. You can fight them. Uh, sure you can you say no, 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 no. I don't agree with the assessment. Right. Come back out and do it again. Uh-huh. Um, and and I've actually done that. But, but so think about so think about this. But it Casey. took about five months. One elected person whose job they are not a fiscal body, right? The assessor is not a fiscal body. Mm-hmm. One elected person mm-hmm. can, or it's not even that person. It's not like the assessor goes to every home in your county. It's an appointed stooge, no offense if you're one of these people, but an appointed stooge Mm -hmm. who goes out and just goes, well, I think your house is worth $30,000 more, Mm -hmm. but I'm not selling my house. But it's $30,000 more. I guarantee you, my dad's house is at least two and a half times what he paid for it 37 years ago, and he's never monetized it. Mm -hmm. Tell me another tax. Tell me another way, another taxation that exists unless you take action on something. It's gross. These people are manipulative. They know what they're doing and they're propped up by the Indiana General Assembly because the Republicans are addicted to money going to the government, just like the Democrats. The Democrats at least have the courage to tell you what they are. <laughs> right, exactly. And, 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 when, and when you mentioned you can fight it. So think about this. You have an unaccountable, unjust raising of your taxes by a non-fiscal body and you have to go in front of a board mm-hmm. a board Casey and mm-hmm. plead your case and that board can do whatever they want what the board well, decides and sometimes is final. you have to hire a lawyer yes. to help you so you've got that expense on top of it and Holcomb says this is fine Jeff Thompson head of ways and means says this is fine these people have no sense of urgency to help you okay so here is what Jesse Bohannony is a Marshall County which is Plymouth uh Plymouth area between Valparaiso and Fort Wayne if you can picture that on a map This is what he had to say about it. And if you won't listen to me, because, well, Rob's a right-wing lunatic. Rob's just doing this for clicks and listens, and he does. Listen to what this guy said. 
Here is his post on Facebook. I screenshotted it so he can't say it didn't happen. Uh, Marshall <laughs> County taxpayers, I realize that whether you own property or rent, every Marshall County resident, business owner, and landowner pays property tax one way or another. Yes. Great, perfect point. If you're a renter, you are paying taxes. Mm -hmm. Many of you are seeing increased property taxes, and I want to let you know what has happened. The county assessor's office is legally bound to give an accurate market valuation of your property's value, which is why I've said this is wholly the fault of the Indiana Republican Party because they, the General Assembly and Holcomb, write the rules, and they know exactly what rule, what the rules are, and that's why they're written that way, to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. As a member of the county council, my votes on the budget produce our tax rate. The rate and your assessment combine to determine mm-hmm. your total tax value. The votes we took on the council this year will reduce your tax rate mm-hmm. approximately 10%. Now, it's not 13 and a half like I did, but that's, that's still fine. They, they gave it a good effort. Uh, how, <laughs> however, the market values on your property increased mm-hmm. 17.5%. Mm-hmm. This goes along with the increased prices on just about everything else in our economy. These two combined factors will lead to higher property taxes for most taxpayers, but the council's actions did mitigate the increase. So think about this. Mm-hmm. You're the elected fiscal body who you say, you set the tax rates, you decide, tax man, said, we're cutting your taxes. All right, let's go. Right. And then one body that is not a fiscal agent, and it is not even the fiscal agent itself in most cases, it is an appointed person by the by the by the elected official, goes out and says, your house has increased in value by X amount, and it doesn't matter what your elected officials do because this person has raised your taxes by default by more than they have cut your taxes, and thus your taxes have gone up. Mm-hmm. Get ready, Bal. You're in for a problem. Well, you know what? And an interesting part, sometimes they're not even looking around the house. No. Or taking measurements. No. They're basing it on old documentation. Right. That right. could be incorrect. But this is when, and this is what last this this past election, when people would say, "Well, I don't, I don't understand why you are the way you are about the Republicans," because when you don't send them a message, mm-hmm. which you didn't. Now, people in the WIBC listening area sent a message, but collectively it doesn't matter. So there's no message actually being sent. These people will continue to do this. You have to make them fear losing. You have to punish them. They feel no sense of urgency to help you because you keep reelecting them. You're so afraid of, I don't know what with the Democrats, what higher taxes? But what what are you afraid of? You're so afraid of that. And I don't get that, but you're so afraid of that, that these people keep raising your taxes because you won't do anything about it. Holcomb said he wants to keep revenue in the treasury. He wants to keep your money sitting in a pile doing nothing. I am not an elected person. Casey is not an elected person. We cannot make these people do anything. You have the power. What we are telling you is you are about to see a market rise in your property taxes. If you are not okay with that, you need to pick up your phone or get on your computer and email your state rep and your state senator Mm -hmm. and tell them to do something about it. Because the only thing these people fear is not having that job anymore. Mm -hmm. And right now they're totally convinced that no matter what they do, 
you are going to roll over and play dead and vote for them. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And over the long weekend, Rob, were you watching any sports on TV? Well, I watched an activity. <laughs> what activity was that? That was the soccer match. Oh, you watched that? Yeah, I watched An the... activity? Yeah. You're not calling it a sport? Well, I was told, as the, one of my uh, football coaches told me that soccer was not a sport, it was an activity. <laughs> so, uh, the U.S. soccer team almost got sanctioned, a 10-game sanction, but... Is this because they removed part of the Iranian flag? Yes, they, they removed the emblem on a social media post. Yes. And so, wait, wait. The soccer team got almost got sanctioned because mm-hmm. of a social media post. Mm-hmm. So they took yeah. part of the emblem off the Iranian flag. Yep. As solidarity with the protesters. Yep. Uh, that the the that are fighting the the Ayatollah and the Iranian regime, right? Yeah, the human rights activists. So 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 let me get this straight. We give as a country a billion dollars to Iran and try to help them restart their nuclear program, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But at the same time, we're protesting the Iranian regime by moving an emblem, removing mm-hmm. an emblem off the. Yeah. Flag. Yep. Uh, for one post. One post and a subsequent post had the emblem on the flag. Okay, so Friday, mm-hmm. the big game is tomorrow. We have to beat Iran mm-hmm. to move forward in the World Cup. Yeah, 2 o'clock is the game tomorrow. I did watch... Iran only needs a draw. Yeah, we need to win. Well, if we, we need to win. Look, if we can't beat Iran... It's a win or go home situation for the U.S. I say if we can't beat Iran, we make all those soccer players leave the country permanently. <laughs> it's Iran! I didn't even know they had a soccer team. Um, so they're playing not to lose, which is a defensive yeah. position, right? It'll- We're playing that we have to win. Oh, you mean they might be kicking the ball backwards a whole bunch? <laughs> I, you know, I thought about that and how we said that if uh, soccer would just remove the offsides rule, it would make the game a lot more exciting. But that's not going to work because then you're just going to turn it into a dump and run situation. And then it becomes about a game of speed and not skill. Casey, uh, yeah. I know I've told you this. I do not have cable television. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my next door neighbor does. And he is very kind to allow me to come over and watch his cable television mm-hmm. as long as he's not watching something. However, yeah. the first part of that game match mm-hmm. match is that right either one i don't want to use the lingo yeah, i don't want matches dis- the correct i don't want to disrespect term. the activity yeah. the first part the of the, ma- the match uh-huh. was on at the same time iu basketball was on uh-huh. so my very kind neighbor told me i cannot come over and watch the soccer until the iu basketball game is over okay so i then determined it done to me the peacock network i'd seen an advertisement for the match mm-hmm. so i said okay i'll just watch it there Little did I know, it was the Spanish language broadcast that was airing on Peacock. Were you watching on Telemundo? Casey, you have never lived until you have watched by yourself (laughs) a sport. You have no idea what's happening in a language, and you have no idea what they're saying. Uh, By the way, they got a lot of good ratings. 4.6 million people watched on Telemundo. And uh, what, on Nielsen? I've got it here somewhere. Uh, 15 million. Kevin. A lot of, lot of people say. watch that. Well, I was just going to say uh, Spanish commentators yeah. are far more passionate that guy was than the exci- Americans. Every time there was any semblance of action, <laughs> that guy's voice and tone and speed, yeah. I mean, it was through the roof. And then so the second half, I went back and watched on the English broadcast, and those people were not near the energy of this, the uh, Spanish. <laughs> the, the English, they have some nice little uh, comments here and there, and you know they have a good sense of humor about it, but uh, my fa- yeah, they're not as passionate. My favorite part is when they say the name they say the names in English, though, so it would be like right. blah, 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 
Kane or whatever the guy's name. I don't even know. Uh, Musa, that's my guy. Musa is my guy. That's my favorite guy on the American team. Blah, 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 blah. Musa. Mm -hmm. And then I would assume would say have the ball. So I knew based on the names. That's weird that there's not a Spanish pronunciation. I'm proud of you that the you name. actually know one of the players' names. That guy um, and the guy with the rainbow hair. Um, um, McKin, uh, McKinney. Yeah. McKinney. Um, and Adams did a really good job, but U.S., they've got to come out fast. they got to come out shooting. they got to get those corners. Stop corner... taking the ball back to your own No, they, they got to get... They had six like corner kicks right in a row, and man, they were bending that ball, and it just... So close. I, I was doing the same thing, Rob. I was yelling at the TV, shoot it! Yeah. Shoot it! Yeah. It's like ah, half a second. You take the time to settle the ball to get the perfect kick. And no, you just, ah, just got to. Kevin, you want to go pound a few brews tomorrow and watch this, uh, <laughs> watch him kick the ball yeah. backwards? I think we should get out of here early and <laughs> maybe uh, get a couple beers. Uh, a lot on the line for this uh, U.S. soccer team. Uh, human rights, respect to soccer players, and they have to prove that they're worthy on a uh, national stage or on a global stage, rather. They didn't even qualify four years ago. So hopefully uh, they'll pull out the W tomorrow. Two o'clock is when the game is. We've got Hammer coming up next on 93 WIBC. I have questions. So Hammer's joining us in the studio. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. One, you are brilliant by putting the piece of pumpkin pie straight in the Cool Whip container. It's a little hack. Yeah, yeah that was that was a fantastic idea. And two, you posted a shirtless picture of yourself on TV. You had a jacket on, which was nice. It's classy. But you weren't wearing a shirt underneath. And I was wondering, were you trying to prove that you still had it even after all of the eating on Thanksgiving or... Why did that happen? Well, two reasons. <laughs> Number one, I give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, I may have lost a bet to Scott Long okay. on our TV betting show. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we have challenges on our show. If we're on the opposite side of a game, yeah. uh, earlier in the year, Scott had to do the shirtless blazer challenge, and I had to do it yesterday. Okay. So All right. that's what that was. But I went back and watched it, and... I look good. Yeah, you're not nearly as gross as you used to be. Right. I told my wife, it's like, if I had to do this a year ago, you'd see like fat jelly rolls yeah. hanging out of the, the, the front of myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually looked pretty decent yeah, yesterday. you liked it, and that's why you decided, hey, I look good, I'm going to post that. Right. For the world to I consume. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. You're still very fat, but Thank you're just you. not nearly as fat as you used to be. Well, I appreciate it. That's you're, a compliment from fat. Rob Gimble. You're less fat. Uh, Rob and I both did not pick well before we left for the holiday break. Uh, he said that Notre Dame was going to win, and I said Ohio State was going to win, and boy, we were both wrong. You know what? And how about <laughs> Purdue? Like, finally, something good happens to Purdue fans. Yeah. Because I said on Dan Dockage's show a week ago, Purdue fans can't have nice things. Yeah. Every time you think something good is going to happen for Purdue, Charlie Brown tries to kick the football and Lucy takes it away. 16 and a half sounds like a lot of points. They're getting 16 and a half. If we accidentally score a touchdown first, aren't we, aren't we in business here? Yeah, it's a big number, but all the dominoes are lining up for Purdue. They made it to the Big Ten Championship mm -hmm. football game. Mm -hmm. The basketball team looks amazing right now. They lost to Jaden Ivey, but somehow they look better this year than they did a year ago. Uh, do you have something for prepared for us? So, I was listening to your show Driving In today, and you were talking about watching the soccer game yeah. mm -hmm. in Spanish. 
I will back you up on this. Everything is better in Spanish. One week ago, on Monday Night Football, <laughs> the game was in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the 49ers and the Cardinals. And I don't know who this dude is. I'm sure he's probably somebody of note. But this was the way that ESPN opened up Monday Night Football. And it's the best thing I've ever heard. Buenas noches, Mexico! John Sockley, the reportero de cancha. Estadio Azteca. Vamos a enseñar la pasión. I ready to run through a brick wall right now. Yes. I don't know who that dude is, but he's my spirit animal. You, you know, I was, I was thinking as, up. as I'm sitting there watching this by myself. I'm in the living room and I'm by myself <laughs> and I'm watching this thing I know nothing about in the language I, I don't understand. I'm thinking, is this the low point for me? Have I officially bottomed out? doing this. Mm-mm. Now, to be fair, you watching soccer in Spanish probably made more sense than watching Joe Biden do a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who am I betting on tonight? Okay, I'm going to give you two bets to make tonight. Because, you know, Jim Irsay's taking a bunch of my money for his free stadium, sure so i got to try to make some of it back betting. And all the money that you lost betting on Notre Dame as well. you got to give him that money back. <laughs> so, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a game pick and a player pick. Ah, okay. Give me the Colts minus two and a half. Oh, wow. Not because I'm in love with the Colts tonight, mm-hmm. but this Pittsburgh Steelers offense, yee, Kenny Pickett, the rookie quarterback, on the road Monday night. Pretty decent Colts defense. I can't see the Steelers scoring a lot. All right. On the other side of this, a player pick tonight, Jonathan Taylor, over 13 and a half receiving yards. Steelers are going to stop the run. They're pretty good against the run. Colts have to get JT in the mix. They're going to get the passing game going. They got to get him the ball over 13 and a half receiving yards. Why is Jim Mercer stealing my money? Why did you bet on Notre Dame at USC? (laughs) What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Guy Relford will join us Monday, gun day, and we'll do some tailgating for the game tonight. Sounds good. Thanks, Hammer. It's 93 WIBC.